Hey everybody, welcome back to another special episode of Wrestling While Black. I have one of our long-tenured guests who always gives great perspective, one of the most talented people working in the business, Mr. Gerard Bonner. <laughs> What's going on, brother? Mr. Bonner, how you doing, <laughs> sir? <laughs> Man, I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Man, just like you know, it's it's the it's the day of rest. Um, <laughs> it's never a day of rest in the world of wrestling these days. <laughs> it is not. It's it's a good problem to have. You know, I wonder it what it was like. Yeah, yeah. I wonder what it was like prior to AEW, like when it was just WWE. Well, you know, they had Impact and stuff. Just a quick note on that: what was before AEW? How busy in your life when it comes to like creating content and stuff like that? Uh, prior to AEW being a business, how busy would you say was the uh, wrestling industry, in your opinion? Well, it was it was wearing up. That's what was happening. The indies were really starting to thrive. ROH was definitely doing some things. New Japan was really starting to jump. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's because you had the Bucks, you had the uh, Omega Okada stuff just really starting to pop off. Mm-hmm. And so that's where a lot of us started looking over there. And then we started seeing Ring of Honor. Impact was kind of on the fritz. You know, the whole party situation was going on, whether or not Impact would still be in business. So once AEW popped off, you know, then a lot of other spaces really started to jump off as well. So I think, and the other piece of that too, is the amount of content on TV changed. Mm. So what was happening is we had Raw and SmackDown. And at the time, NXT was before AEW, NXT was just on the WWE network. Mm-hmm. So really in terms of televised cable type of things, you had, WWE being, you know, Raw and SmackDown. Um, Impact was still fighting for a recognizable cable TV deal. So if you found them, great. You may, you may not. Um, If you were checking out uh, Ring of Honor, again, that was a cable that was more syndicated and there wasn't a specific day for that. So we knew wrestling days were Mondays and either Thursday or Friday, depending upon when SmackDown was. Everything else was kind of fair game, but now with AEW uh, getting their cable deal, NXT moving from the network to the USA network, that's added multiple days of television, um, which means multiple days for us to cover things. So it is really, you know, really blown up really since AEW has, has done that because now everybody has to have a cable TV deal. Yeah. And, and as a content creator, it is kind of a little overwhelming. It can be overwhelming because it's like so much stuff is happening all the time. And I feel like mm-hmm. we've, we've, me and you've talked about this is trying to sure. be up to date with everything and, and, and then yeah. give good, concise, quality content. It's like, gee, every time something new happens. Mm-hmm. And, and, and mm-hmm. so what that means is it, it, it's actually a good thing. Mm-hmm. It's a good thing because it creates more room for content creators. There's no way that one outlet can cover it all. Mm-hmm. No it's doubt. impossible. So now it gives people spaces to choose from in terms of what appeals to them and what appeals to their audience or creating a niche that will create an audience. And so that's why what you're doing, what Black Wrestling Alliance is doing, and a lot of the other black podcasters are out there, 
um, focusing specifically on the African American content of peace that or piece of things that that really provides a different type of niche for people that they did not have prior to all of this going on. So it's it's good because now we can all pick and choose what works for us in our audiences. I agree with you 100%. It's, it's a beautiful problem to have. <laughs> it really is. Mm-hmm. It really is. Uh, the article I want to talk about, and then we'll get into a couple other AEW things. Uh, initially, it, I definitely want to talk about an uh, article that the friend of the show, Alfred Kunawa, wrote an mm-hmm. article talking about how WrestleMania beat the Super Bowl on social media. Mm-hmm. Specifically, what we're talking about is the impressions. It was a record literally WrestleMania from a social media perspective for WrestleMania 38. Here are some of these stats. Impressions, 20, I mean, 2.2 billion impressions versus the Super Bowl, 1.8 billion impressions. Video views, WWE, 1.1 billion video views versus the Super Bowl, 618 million video views. Video watch time, 13.1 million hours compared to Super Bowl, 3.56 million hours. Engagements, 87 million engagements for WWE, 78 million for the Super Bowl. Yeah. When we talk about the, the standard bearer for live events, a lot of people, especially in this country, Look at the Super Bowls being the creme de la creme. You got your final fours, you got your NBA championship, NBA playoffs, and the baseball. But when you have WrestleMania, which is seen in wrestling, which is seen as a niche thing where a lot of people, you know, if you love it, you love it. If you don't, you kind of, you know, a little bit casual, may not be following it week to week. Talk Mm -hmm. about, from your perspective, for WrestleMania to literally have a record social media impact when many people were saying a lot of people naysayers of wwe were saying maybe it's stale maybe it's the same old same old mm-hmm. uh the numbers suggest otherwise what are your thoughts gb so i will tell people this this is probably a, a a fact that if you don't dig deep enough in my history you wouldn't know i'm a math major mm-hmm. so being a math major numbers are my thing okay Numbers tell a, an incredible story. So the first thing I'm going to say is that it is indeed a significant moment for WrestleMania in any form to outweigh or outpace the Super Bowl in spaces like social. Um, I think that's a super important thing. Um, the other piece I think is important to say is that statistics are what they are and they can tell certain stories. And so here's the one thing that the, these stats are not telling us, which is why it's almost unfair to measure it apples to apples. It's a two-night WrestleMania Mm -hmm. versus a one-night Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. So I don't know that it's necessarily fair to take an event that was held over two days to measure it against an event that was happening over one day. With that said, Mm -hmm. with that said, here's the other reason why that is significant. It is significant because we know the Super Bowl brought in 110 million viewers, Mm -hmm. right? We probably can't guarantee that WrestleMania uh, brought in 110 million viewers to to watch from cover to cover, Mm -hmm. to probably guarantee that. We also could look at the fact that the Super Bowl, what attracted people to watch this year's Super Bowl? 
Was it necessarily the teams? Maybe, maybe not. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know a lot of people were interested in that halftime show, mm-hmm. which was a big deal, um, a very, very urban show. Uh, people were also very interested in all of the musical acts that were brought in, um, from singing the national anthem to America Beautiful to the African-American national anthem. There were a lot of other pieces, plus there are the commercials as well. And the game wasn't half bad either, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Um, What I think WrestleMania did, and this is what WWE does, I will go on record and say better than any other sports uh, organization, is they've always engaged their social audience. Mm -hmm. Always have. The The NBA, the NFL, you know, Major League Baseball, they don't do the kind of push on the socials as WWE does. WWE regularly has things happening on social media. Uh, Their fans are very, very active 52 weeks out of the year compared to these other sports, which primarily roll however long their seasons are. But even during the off seasons, they aren't engaging their fans enough so that their fans would want to have a buy-in like at the level of WWE when it comes to social media. So I think, you know, I don't want to diminish this because it is a significant moment for WWE and for WrestleMania. And I think it is a statement of fact. This is a reflection of how WWE on a regular basis puts regular content out to engage their social media audience so that their socials are always popping. So when we get to WrestleMania, of course it's going to pop. Of course it's going to hit. And then what they do that the Super Bowl does not is they have enough moments to talk about throughout these two nights that would get the average person either talking or wanting to see over and over again. Mm -hmm. So now we have to start reflecting on the moments of WrestleMania 38. And there were a lot of them, Mm -hmm. right? Um, What happens sometimes is I think the wrestling community, the internet wrestling community can be a little skewed. Mm -hmm. Like we all like what we like, but then we think that everybody thinks like us, Mm -hmm. right? So because we think that everybody thinks like us, we get shocked when WWE particularly does something of an entertainment value that we all go, why in the world do they do that? Mm-hmm. But then it ends up popping. So whether it is the return of Stone Cold, whether it is Johnny Knoxville in a match, whether it's Logan Paul in a match, um, you know, th- they had enough moments that happened that would get people talking. And that's clear evidence of that. And the fact that people went back over and over and over to watch. That's what that speaks to. Because I certainly didn't go back and watch a single play from the Super Bowl. Yeah. But you better believe I rewatched the halftime show mm-hmm. over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because that was my moment from the Super Bowl. But when it comes to WWE and WrestleMania, the entire thing was one of those things where you want to relive this particular piece over and over. And, and I'll say this and then I'll shut up. Mm-hmm. One of the things that WWE also does very well is they take those long shows like Raw, SmackDown, NXT, pay-per-view, and they know how to break them down into bite-sized, consumable morsels for the socials. So 
people who don't watch three hours of Raw will go back and watch a three-minute clip on YouTube Mm -hmm. or a 30-second clip on the socials. That is not something that the NFL or the NBA has really mastered in the way that WWE has. That's true. WWE literally is a content juggernaut. Yeah. They, I mean, if you just, the shows they can make off the library and then off the library, they can make individual shows and we can Absolutely. do all types of things. And they even, let's talk about this real quick, mm-hmm. in the Young Rock, to take right. a, drop an Easter egg on Easter holiday, <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where they have a young Roman Reigns talking about acknowledge me. And then mm-hmm. The Rock talking about, uh, you know, he, he, you have to wait to, you know, WrestleMania. So I want your perspective on that. That's pretty clever. Do you think well, that, there's something more to that? Well, th- this is the thing. They do a great job of getting us talking. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, uh, and for all of the things we, we can argue about with Vince and Stephanie and WWE, they they've named their company correctly. Mm -hmm. They are an entertainment company. Mm -hmm. And it is in moments like this where they figured out how to make it work. And it is being able to leverage Young Rock Mm -hmm. and put folks like John Cena in Hollywood and take their stars to transcend the sport. Mm -hmm. Because when you do that, things live forever. That's why you can bring Stone Cold back after 20 years. Mm Mm-hmm. Because there's been interest in him the whole time, and we've been watching him with his, you know, with his beer and with his podcast and in movies and blah 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 blah. So I think this is a slick move, and if it is something that's teasing us for mania, the fact that we're talking about it says we're invested in it, and we we want to see Young Rock and and Young Roman. We want to see this lead up to that. We we want that. Yeah. We want that. So if this is the teaser that they're giving us. And again, it's something you don't get in the NFL or the NBA. You don't get that. That's true. As a lifelong rock fan who's literally my favorite wrestler of all time, it would hurt Mm -hmm. me to see. Because at the end of the day, if they do do WrestleMania in Hollywood with The Rock, which makes, I mean, it all makes sense. Sure. The Rock would have to put Roman over in my my assumption. Because you can't, yeah. I think it depends on a few things. Mm -hmm. I think it depends on whether or not, well, this is my, my assumption. If Rock and Roman happened at Mania, then Roman will not go into Mania as champion. Mm. Um, Because if he goes into Mania as champion, then it's clear that Roman wins that match. Mm -hmm. Because there's no way Rock is going to be Roman at Mania for the title. Mm -hmm. That's not happening. Mm -hmm. Um, If you take the title off of him and you make, because at this point, they don't need a championship for us to want to watch this. Mm -hmm. They don't. So at this point, it becomes unpredictable. And here's the thing. You go back to 28, 28, yes, 28, Mm -hmm. um, Roman Cena, and that whole, excuse me, Rock Cena, Mm -hmm. and that whole lead up to that from 27, you know, everybody figured Cena's clearly going to win this match. Mm -hmm. And he didn't. Yeah. You know? Um, because if you're leading up to, you know, perhaps a year later, and that's the piece we don't know, mm-hmm. could this, could this be a one-off or could this be something that they build for two manias? Mm-hmm. 
So yeah. I think there are possibilities. Yeah. So so yeah, it's a lot of possibilities, and that. Uh, so the question then would become: If he does, you know, like he can't be champion, so who would t- dethrone Roman? And people would say Cody, and Cody has a lot of work to do and put in over the next couple of months to even be considered to do that. Um, so and then so I mean, do you think he could have the titles and just not defend them and just be a good? Get, he just happens to have the titles and he defends against the Rock, or do you think there's no way with him having the titles? Period for him to go against I, the Rock. Yeah, I at this point I don't see the need for Rock as WWE champion. Yeah, um, you know I I I don't see the need for that. Yeah. Now again, Rock Roman that seems like the next massive match to happen. Mm-hmm. Although, I'd love to see Cody Roman. I, I personally think if I'm booking this, Cody leaves Mania next year as the world champion. Mm. Who he takes the title from, I don't know. But I think for us to watch the road, the road, huh? Mm-hmm. Nicely done. Uh, the <laughs> road of Cody going from this year's Mania to next year's Mania and everything in between that, so that means maybe he wins the Rumble or maybe that's too obvious. So maybe he finally gets the shot at the Elimination Chamber. Like, you know, the, just the road to getting him to there is going to be special because all of the matches that you could potentially have, oh, yeah. I think, are great. But what I think it does leave the question of is who ends up becoming champion, yeah. you know, if, if Roman's not going to be the champ. And I think there are some interesting possibilities out there you know we'll have to wait and see yeah and then just to final clarify your point on this do you think that they'll continue with just the two titles or will there be a new title made in your opinion oh no see what what's happening right now is they've unified the world title mm-hmm. they are unifying the tag title there was already one women's tag title they are consolidating this to position themselves for a sale yeah and it, it, it is the only thing that makes sense. They spent all these years building out these two brands, making us believe in separate world champions, making us believe in separate world tag champions. And now we're in the space where it's like, no, we just came off of a billion dollar year. We have to position ourselves because you cannot be bought uh, and have two world champions. That's anarchy. Doesn't yeah. make sense. So, so the yeah, new, be- new belt on the horizon? Maybe. May, eventually I think eventually yeah. yeah I don't know if it's immediate but eventually oh yeah I'll be belt watching for a while but like, I'll just be like come on I'm a belt whore so I just want to see <laughs> I'm going to be belt watching well think about it right now it's more impressive for Roman to walk around with two belts that's true that's more impressive yeah you know at some point he'll say this is all too heavy for me let's just get one giant belt yeah, and maybe that'll be coronation at the next WrestleMania, like they unveil it or something like that. So they'll oh say, no, it's gonna be before then. You think it'll so? Be before then, it'll probably. I wouldn't be surprised if it happens either at SummerSlam or Survivor Series because I think Survivor Series gets interesting now because mm-hmm. you know the last few years they've been doing Survivor Series as brand supremacy, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So it was always you know the champion versus the champions there. That's where you would always have your world champion and WWE champion as recent as last year when you had Roman and Big E, you know, um, how that gets handled now with only one champion. It's interesting. I don't know if they have the brand supremacy thing anymore. Mm. Don't know. But mm-hmm. if they do survivor series is the right place to unveil the new championship. 
Yeah, and, and again, yeah. a lot of talk about it because, you know, people love to talk about what titles are ugly or not. So we're going to hop right over into <laughs> AEW land. Yeah. Hold up. Let me get some yeah, sound. Yeah. Let me see. No, I'm not going to use that one. I'm trying to find my sound. Here we go. Yeah, here we go. Yeah, this is my. Now we're in <laughs> AEW land. What in the world? <laughs> I got to learn how to use these buttons, man. I got to use them for oh, something. That's funny. That's funny. Yeah, this roadcaster. I got to figure out how to change these buttons. So we're oh, going to hop over to AEW Rampage. No, actually, we're going to do uh, AEW Dynamite first. And, uh, sure. A lot of cards, a lot of stuff going. AEW has just been hitting us with content the last three days, basically. We're going to hop through this card real quick. We don't have to get too deep into the, like, the you know, the, the Russell holds, but let's just talk about your thoughts of it. Um, I'm going to go real quick. The Samoa, the Samoa Joe versus Minoru Suzuki, your thoughts on that match, and then I'll give some my two cents on that. So I'm a New Japan freak. Yeah. Love New Japan. I love all of wrestling, mm-hmm. for sure. But New Japan really just does it for me. And so to see, first of all, I lost it when Suzuki won the Ring of Honor television title oh, yeah. uh, at Supercard of Honor. That was incredible because I didn't think they'd let it happen. Mm-hmm. But now that it happened, him and Samoa Joe in an AEW ring for the Ring of Honor TV title, brilliant. Mm-hmm. Brutal match. Just, I mean, it's everything you would ask for. And uh, anybody could have won. Samoa Joe takes the win. I'm surprised historically that he ends up as a TV champion, considering he's the longest reigning Ring of Honor world champion. Mm-hmm. I have a bunch of separate questions about all things Ring of Honor, which we might get into at some point. Mm-hmm. But to answer your question, I thought this was a phenomenal match. And I'm glad that the TV title for Ring of Honor ends up in the main event of Dynamite. No doubt. It was a certified banger. Absolutely. They beat the absolute Ooh. cheddar cheese out of each other, man. Yes, they did. <laughs> yes, they did. It was beautiful to see. Yeah. It, oh, I was like, this, this is like, if this is what, if and this is a legend, you know, and, and Minoru Suzuki's a little bit older gentleman, so I'm like, it makes me want to watch more New Japan. I'm like, if they're putting on classics. Let me tell you. Yeah. It, New Japan is all about strong style. Yeah. And so they go and think about it. He's been wrestling for 30 years. Yeah. The 30-year legends in America don't wrestle like that. Yeah, no, nah, not at all. No. Not no. at all. And He's he put on a oh, clinic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Whew. That was sad. That, that got me. That got me sweating. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and, we, uh, and we're not doing this in any particular order. I'm just going off of what I've seen on the website. So we have Penta Asquero versus CM mm-hmm. Punk. Another great, yeah. I'm going to go with uh, another great match, CM Punk. Um Again, I'm I'm always still worried about CM Punk doing these long matches. It's like if we're going to establish him as being you know championship caliber, I know Penta Ascaro, obviously one of the best wrestlers on the planet, but I just still worry a little bit about the length of some of these matches. Again, I'm like ah, I'm not saying he should finish. He the length for this one is fine, but I'm just saying they got to really watch. I know CM Punk is trying to tell really good stories, but at this point. Um, with this match specifically, I'm fine with the lengths, but I'm just saying in the future, like when he's wrestling people who aren't necessarily on his star level, he needs to be seven minutes and out, to be honest. What are your thoughts? Well, here, here's my thought. I think CM Punk, well, first and foremost, Punk should not be in the AEW ring every week. Yeah. That should not happen because Punk is a special star. Now, they're going to probably have him on our television where he's doing an interview or whatever because he's a great ratings grab. 
but he is absolutely a storyteller. He should have longer matches, so they really should be very, very intentional about who they put him in there with. That match he had against Dax Harwood was incredible a couple of weeks ago. Oh, yeah, really? Um, you know, so I, I think as long as he's in spaces where they're having good matches, because one of the things AEW has done a good job of is they appeal to the fans who can handle a longer match. Mm-hmm. Um, as long as it's not just long for the sake of being long. And I think for him, I don't have a problem with how long he's in the ring just because I think what people are realizing is we don't know how much the CM Punk we're actually going to get. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. this isn't a, if this isn't 2013, mm-hmm. you know, where we feel like we just have an endless amount of time with him. You know, we know, okay, it's probably going to be a few years. We can look at the gray on his face. We can look at the fact that he doesn't move the way he used to and go, all right, you know, he's still in great shape. So we'll take what we can get in terms of the length of matches with, with CM Punk. But they've got to make sure that they put him in there with the right people, which is why I do think uh, this Dustin Rhodes match that's coming up next week actually could be a decent situation. Oh, that's so much storytelling that. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. going to be good. Dustin Rhodes, low key as a vet, man, he consistently oh, yeah. does great. I mean, he, he knows how to work. He knows how to tell stories. He's, he's, yeah. he's literally like, he's a utility guy for AEW and we all love him. We care Agreed. about him and he's a lovable character. His, this, this part of his career, this second act of his career, absolutely yeah. enjoy him. I literally enjoy totally. him. Yeah. I agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we had, um, Sean Dean, Captain Sean Dean. Mm-hmm. I lo- oh, love the outfit. Brother was looking yeah. cool, man. He had the yeah. face paint. He had the vest jacket. He was going to give MJF the work. And we mm-hmm. knew that there was going to be some chicanery. And it was. Yeah. And uh, But I'm glad Sean Dean gets clean again. He gets a, gets, not clean, but he gets a win. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just happy. So what do you thought? What are your thoughts about that match? Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm glad Sean Dean is getting the win. I just don't, you know... For me, as I watched the match, I was just like, so I'm about to hit you with a reference here. You might get this. Some people will. So are we calling Sean Dean the SD Jones of AEW? Okay. I break it down. Like, so let me tell you what I mean. If you're familiar with now, SD Jones is an 80s reference. SD Jones was, before they started calling people enhancement, talent, et cetera, et cetera, he was an African-American guy from the West Indies mm-hmm. who is in the WWE Hall of Fame, by the way. Oh, don't. But um, he, he, um, the thing about him was he wasn't like the worst in terms of enhancement talent. When he came in, you knew he was going to give a decent match. He might win, but it was likely that he wasn't going to win. Mm. And actually, you know, WrestleMania won. He had the record for the shortest match in WrestleMania history for years with him and King Kong Bundy. And it might've went 30 seconds. Damn. Like it, it's so, I mean, to me, the reason why I make that reference is Sean Bean is a good wrestler. Very good wrestler. He's a really good wrestler. And I just don't, I mean, like I watched some promos that he cut on the socials preparing for this match and mm-hmm. things of that nature. And to me, what bothered me is, he didn't even get an introduction. That pissed me off, bro. Like, I especially was like, with the look, especially with the look, the look, all of the, the 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 lead up to this match that happened. You know, not just on the socials, but on Dynamite. Everybody was talking about how you know he he's the one guy that's got to win over MJF. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So you don't even let him come down to the ring with his music. He's already standing in the, like, I didn't like that. Yeah. And then he didn't get much offense in nope. and then the turn around and he gets the win all because of Wardlow. I'm not, you know, to me, I'm like, it's great. That it's a win on the record book, but that's not, I mean, get, let him get some offense, let him do something. So I don't know why they are putting him in this space like this, but I really believe Sean Dean deserves better than that. Yeah. And, and yeah, like you said, like the dude has charisma. Um, he does. Uh, he, he, I mean, he, he really is. And in reality, he's a veteran military, so he could, he could really, yes. he could really whoop MJF's ass. That's, that's not even, yes. yeah. So yeah, he could, he, he could, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm really torn on this. Like, it's great that he's got the win, but, he deserves better than that. Definitely. And hopefully, I'm glad, I'm glad he's in a major spot, but kind of build him up a little bit more. I think, mm-hmm. honestly, I would I would love to see Sean Dean get in TNT Championship at, at some point in time. If, if I, this is his, yeah, go ahead. I think he's got more charisma than whoever they had wearing the title, but we'll talk about that later. Yeah. <laughs> Shots fired. Yeah. Yeah. Shots fired. All right. Yeah. Keith <laughs> Lee and Swerve. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. head up, boat, butt up, boat. Versus Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs. <laughs> Bro, the tag team that we did not know that we needed, Keith Lee and yes. Swerve Strickland. I'm going to give you the mm-hmm. floor and uh, I'm going to let you go first with this your perception. And uh, You know, I know a lot of people have, have jumped on uh, AEW about how they've handled African-American wrestlers and things of this nature. This tag team match, the lead up to it was great. All the stuff they've been doing on Rampage, the fights in the back, and fights in the ring. It led up to a great match. They timed it perfectly to have it, you know, in Ricky Stark's hometown. He gets the hometown welcome. You know, we got four black wrestlers in a marquee match on Dynamite, and everybody's vested into it. Like, it's this, it was great. It was great. Mm-hmm. I, I loved it. And this team of, of Keith Lee and, and Swerve, oh, man. Oh, this is wonderful. This is wonderful. I, I love this. Now, this is a battle that I could stand to see for a while. I think Starks and Hobbs together in this situation makes Team Taz actually very interesting. They've got somebody that they can fight against, and it works. And I think if this match doesn't happen in New Orleans, it's a different outcome. No doubt. All the more reason to have another match like this. No doubt. The spot where Swerve literally flipped off of Keith Lee's st- chest, yes. I was like, they are going in. And yes. I, I, I loved it. So, yeah. So, um, Swerve is a star. Keith Lee's going good. I just want to mm-hmm. see them wrestle non-black people, too, because I, I feel like it's like they put BET plus moment. Um, well, whenever. but you know what? Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm like this. I'm all for everybody getting moments, regardless of who it's against. Okay, I get I'm, you. Okay. I'm okay with Because here's the thing. It's on their A show, Dynamite. Yes, true. That's the win. Because okay. these guys have been hanging on Rampage all the time. So okay. Okay. now you put this on Dynamite in the second hour? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay, I respect that. I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was amazing. This is great. Uh, Ricky Starks, th- yeah. the charisma, his stuff he was doing mm-hmm. on the rope, the psychology. Ricky Starks knows knows psychology. He oh, is, yeah. he is, oh, dude is so fucking, t- excuse my language. Dude is so freaking, t- <laughs> I, when I think about just his charisma, he is so yeah. amazing. He, I'm just yeah. like, Ricky, he knows how to play to the camera with his face. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Uh, he's, he's a dude great. that I could see being champion one day, to be honest. Oh, for sure. For yeah. sure. Absolutely. And now, a person that's been getting a build that I actually love, and, mm-hmm. I, and I knew, I've heard her name many times, mm-hmm. I'm aware of her, but just the way they build her with the sound and the presentation, Marina Shafir versus Sky Blue, I'm going to give you my yeah. two cents before, we, uh, before I flip over to you. First sure. of all, the presentation was amazing. Mm-hmm. The promos that they gave her was amazing in terms of up the lead up to the match and really mm-hmm. giving her that badass presentation. She's an mm-hmm. MMA for real. She's a real ass kicker for real. Yep. Um, to be honest, though, the match was a little uh, needed some, you know, it was it was it wasn't the most smoothest, um, mm-hmm. but, you know, it got the job done. Maybe it was just because they don't have a lot of time working together. Um, I love Sky mm-hmm. Blue. She has a, a big future in a- AEW. Um, mm-hmm. And I just wanted to see a little bit more smoothness with Marina Shafir, but definitely a badass, great presentation. I want to see more and hopefully she gets an opportunity to continue to improve in the ring. Your thoughts? Yeah, you know, Marina Shafir, uh, the wife of Roger Strong, um, spent some time in NXT, was originally supposed to be part of that NXT MMA force women situation that never really quite materialized. Um, and that's because she needed some work in the ring. Mm-hmm. And so I think, you know, she's starting to get that work now. You know, the way they present her in terms of her entrance and all that type of stuff is really cool, but the match was rough. Mm-hmm. And um, it actually makes me concerned about what her and Jade are going to do. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm, yeah. I know we love Jade and we do, um, but I'm concerned about that match. And I think, and I'll just go on record and say this: I don't think it is a um, a coincidence that that match is happening on Rampage, a tape show mm-hmm. versus the live show, which happens to be on the network with whom she's a champion. Mm-hmm. You figure the TBS title would be defended on TBS. Yeah. Not necessarily. To me, the best part of that match was the introduction of the hottie section. Oh, I'm just the, like, the baddie oh. section. Oh, yes. So we've got, so we've got, you know, uh, the story of Red Velvet mm-hmm. and Kiera Hogan. And Can, I'm like, oh, we're onto something here. They deserve TV time. Agreed. And it's so weird how the, still, it feels like Red Velvet is not over. <laughs> it's like, what? When she initially yeah. started, she was she's actually a pretty good worker. She's she's up and down. Let's be honest. She's she's up and mm-hmm. down with performance. But mm-hmm. overall, she's one of the better wrestlers in the women's division when it comes to TV, like performing on a regular basis, TV style. She got to slow down a little bit more, I think. Yeah. Um, but other than that, yeah. Yeah. What do you think about that? That possible that possible. Um, uh, the, uh, the what do they what people call it? Uh, the what is the name in wrestling? Uh, I'm it's a faction old. of sorts, faction. Thank you, sir. You have the and faction show, yeah, the faction. Well, absolutely. Um, you know, I I, I like the idea of this. Mm-hmm. It's something, believe it or not, that we really don't have a whole lot of in wrestling right now. Mm-hmm. We had the Nation, of course, years ago. You know, you you had uh, Shane Taylor Promotions. We've seen some other things, but we've rarely ever seen African American women. Mm-hmm presented as a faction yeah like, like a dope so one. i think i think right strong women powerful women i think we get a chance and this is for all that's been said about aew if aew presents this right we're gonna have a problem on our hands 
And it's going to be like merch, it. merch, 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 oh, merch, merch. Oh, you better believe it. Yeah. You better believe it. <laughs> you printing money. Yeah. I can see like in the baddie section, they're going to bring in like uh, Kim Kardashian or maybe bring over like, uh, who's the bat? Maybe even like uh, you, you might have, uh, let's see. Who's like in the in like like really cool? Um, the the young lady that was part of the the group in NXT. She uh oh well, you, wow now now that'd be interesting. Brianna yeah uh, be fab yeah like, like that, just get a little TV time. You know what I'm saying? Well, I mean the the possibilities if they do this right are endless. I yeah. mean I think about the the photo op that happened a few months ago with um with 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 Bianca Belair and Meg Thee Stallion, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if they can create those kinds of moments, mm-hmm. AEW could really, like, it would really be a thing. Yeah. It'd be a thing. Now, do you yeah. think it's the time to, pro- this is time, do you think it's time to bring in a woman's tag team title? And if not now, when? Because at the end of the day, you're they've actually really done way better with even on the on the so-called not top of the card, like the mid card, they're developing other separate storylines outside of just the championships, which is great. Do you mm-hmm. think it is time to bring a women's tag title? What do you not think? yet? Okay, not yet be, be, because their women's division is still young. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I think we keep forgetting AEW is barely three years old. Yeah. Barely. And a lot of the talent that they have is still relatively new. I mean, you think about it, they brought in um, their current champion, Thunder Rosa. Mm-hmm. They brought her in like towards the end of 2020. Mm-hmm. True. You know, pandemic era and things of that nature. So they're still building that. And the other thing is, if you're going to have a tag team division, then let's get some actual tag teams. Let's not <laughs> do what WWE has done with their entire tag division, mm-hmm. which is throwing people together and hopefully chemistry shows up. Yeah. Um, so I think they're smarter to build uh, their women's division. You could argue right now that their mid-card title, which is the TBS title, mm-hmm. uh, is right now more popular mm-hmm. than their world championship. Mm-hmm. Um, as much as we love Thunder Rosa, and I love Thunder Rosa. Oh, I love her people are still talking about Jade. But, but Jade, you know? because Jade has the super... Star, like Thunder Rosa is the wrestlers, like the, the like you know how to say I'm a comedian's comedian. Mm-hmm. They'll say, well, yeah. well, Thunder Rosa is the wrestlers wrestler. We love her. She's sure. a great human being, and she works yeah. by far probably one of the the, the no no question about it. between her and um the 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 the, the uh, professor yeah uh, Serena D, Serena D probably the mm-hmm. best two wrestlers on the, the, the in the company period. No question about yeah. it. Yeah. So you're right. I mean, it's 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 it, it'll be a, a work in progress. Do you think the tag titles are next year? Then, I think it's going to depend on where the women are. Yeah. Like I, I don't want to put a a time limit on it. I, I think you. their women have because here's the difference: the, the the men's division of AEW they brought in people who had been wrestling for a while and specialists in tag um, team specialists too. Right, and and there was a focus on tag teams. You had the young bucks focusing on the tag division, building a tag division. Mm-hmm. There's not been anybody in AEW on the women's side to have that kind of focus to build that division. And the person who was supposedly doing that is no longer with the company. Mm-hmm. So I think the the goal here is to build the women's division. So we want to watch the women's matches 
then create a demand for women's tag wrestling, which I don't think there's a demand for that right now in AEW. Mm. So I'm going to give you a little pushback on this, right? You yeah. said, you know, WWE, you're right. They do do a lot of singles wrestlers and tag teams, and they always beat in the regular tag teams, which is crazy. Sure, sure. But the argument can be made. I'm going to give you a couple arguments here, okay? Mm-hmm. Here's my Stephen mm-hmm. A. Stephen a. Uh, Smith. Let's go. Yeah, this is my <laughs> argument. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no, 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 no. My forehead. My forehead is big. Uh, no, I'm joking. But, uh... <laughs> Hilarious. All right, so um, uh, Kenny Omega, Hangman Adam Page, a great tag team in AEW. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We got Naomi and Sasha Banks. Again, we're talking about unique talents. We get it. Sure. Why sure. not Hikaru Shira and Riho as a tag team? Why not you take a Red Velvet, you take a Kiara Hogan who don't have a lot of TV time and probably won't get a lot of TV time, right? Mm-hmm. And you utilize them. You create a new title. You create a you create a name for them. I think you can gerrymander some of it. You're right. They have to get tag team specialists. You just it's kind of a patch and go thing. But I do think Akato Shida and Riho as a tag team. First of all, great workers don't get enough TV time. And to be honest, those two ladies are arguably some of the best wrestlers on the freaking card as well. And if mm-hmm. you're really going to bring tag team wrestling to get the respect, people love Riho. People love Akato Shira. People um, want to love. Kerry Hogan, people want to love Red Velvet. You can create some cool names and you can kind of rebrand them as tag teams and maybe singles wrestling isn't for them. What do you think about, I'm not saying all of them, for a specific few, do you think if you rebrand them and you kind of, and you give them TV time and you allow them to do it that way, maybe that's a better way of, of developing the women's roster and you let the, what do you think about that? Or you just, it thins out the, the singles too much. Well, I, I think the challenge here is, again, AEW has three hours of television time for an entire week yeah, compared to seven hours of WWE television, mm-hmm. if you include NXT. Um, there are varying places to be able to apply one's craft in WWE that you don't have in AEW. Mm-hmm. And you don't have, and this is probably the other big thing, you don't have house shows in AEW right mm-hmm. now. True. If you had house shows at AEW, you could try this stuff out mm-hmm. and you could try it out in a space where it's not, you know, up for mass consumption. You could see whether it works or not. But I just don't think that there's the demand for it right now. Mm-hmm. And I think AEW has time. Here's the deal. If they play, if they play all the cards in their hand this year, what do they have for next year? Mm-hmm. What do they have for the year after? Yeah. What do they have? for three years from now, mm-hmm. you know, they are, they are still, they're an infant. They're a three-year-old. They're a toddler. Yeah. Right WWE's now. been around for f- almost damn near 55, almost 60 years. Yeah. WWE's an old man. Yeah. You know, you're right. So that's partially why it's hard to compare those two because it's, you would never compare a 60 year old man to a three year old child. That's a fact. <laughs> never do. I mean, like the idea of comparing those two, we, they'd say we were crazy mm-hmm. because they'd all say, this one's grown and the other one's just trying to figure it out. That's true. That's exactly what we have with these two companies. So I think we have the opportunity when it comes to AEW to watch them figure it out. The thing is, this time last year, we were saying how trash their, their women's division was. Mm-hmm. Now we can look and we can look at some great matches that have happened in their women's division. We can see some great additions that have happened. Mm-hmm. Ruby Soho and uh, Thund- uh, Thunder Rosa and and um, 
just a few other great women that are, and now you add Tony storm in the picture Mm -hmm. and you add a few, there are other women that are coming in that have a lot that they can add to this division that'll make it something that we really, really want to watch. I mean, right now, what's interesting is they've got this, um, the women's uh, part of the Owen Hart women's tournament that's Mm -hmm. happening. That's true. Right. So like there's, there's enough. And I mean, you think about it, there's supposed to be, I think 16 women involved in that. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we think about it. Okay. So where are they going to pull these 16 women from? Mm -hmm. Not that they don't have them, but we don't think 16 women top of brain AEW. Yeah. You're right. Maybe, maybe maybe 10 or 12. Right. So if we can't think of 16 women top of brain for AEW, if you put all of them together, that eight tag teams, Mm -hmm. that's a division. Mm, You're right. So if you don't have that, then we have a tag title and who fights for it? True. You know? Yeah. So it, it's like what we have with the women's division right now. The fact that Nyla Rose just got another shot. Mm-hmm. Why does Nyla Rose need another shot mm-hmm. at the women's title? Yeah. When there are all of these other women that are there. So I think that's one of the reasons why it's too soon to talk tag title division. Because if you're talking tag title division, there should be eight teams. Yeah. You know, so that you have one team as a champion, and if they're doing a top five ranking, mm-hmm. then there needs to be just teams a lot of people, that fight. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it just shouldn't be we're a tag team, so we're in there because there's only five teams here. Yeah, you're right. I actually really want to see Sheeta versus um, Thunder Rosa. That'd be a Oof. great match. Oof. That'd be a great match. Absolutely, man. That's a pay per view. You saved that. You booked that because <laughs> she I can agree. go. She yeah. can and her bro. Her promo she did a couple weeks ago, bro. Did you it see that fire. promo? Oh, and her English has gotten crazy good. I'm like, what? Yeah, and that's that's another piece of it is they they have brought so many you know Asian wrestlers over who don't speak English well, and so you know they they have to learn it because when we go over to Japan, you know. A, a lot of them know English over there, which is, you know, we don't know a whole lot of Japanese over here or mm-hmm. Chinese or what have you. Yeah. But also the Americans that go over there learn the language. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they're doing promos and things in Japanese as well. So mm-hmm. I think you have to make that room for those who are coming over to be able to learn the language to communicate with with um, with fans. Yeah. I'm so proud of her. I absolutely love her. She's, mm-hmm. she's putting in the work. I love the new hair. I love the new... Um, man, yeah, the women's division is growing. And, and and even we talked about Stat. Statlander about to do some big big girl stuff. Um, yes. Yeah. Yes, she, I'm she, a fan. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Hopping over to the trios uh, division, or not not yet, but maybe mm-hmm. in the future. Eddie Kingston, Santana Ortiz, New York in the house versus mm-hmm. the uh, Jericho Appreciation Society. Your thoughts on that? I, 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 in a strange way, I'm really liking this war. Uh, <laughs> I am, you know, I did not see when Chris Jericho and Eddie Kingston start fight, started fighting months ago that it would develop into this. But yeah. what it's developed is it's something very good. And to me, this whole Jericho Appreciation Society, its take on WWE and sports entertainment is brilliant. I'm yes. just like, oh, wow, this is, this is, it's very, very smart. I think this is something that I don't mind seeing for a little while because it, it feels organic. Oh, oh yeah. And Jericho, again, reinventing himself, to this crew. It's, All the time. It's amazing. And I like the obnoxious hat 
that uh, Dan mm-hmm. Garcia wears. <laughs> yes, yes, so yes. I want to slap that stupid ass hat off his head. <laughs> great. But, but he, great. Yeah, that kid is charisma too. Actually, um, totally. How, all right, let's talk about this real quick before we hop into the tag because we got so much more to go over. But um, right, <laughs> trios, trios titles next year, pay per view, possibly. Because they just keep hitting us with trios. They keep calling them trios. Like, what are we doing here? If they're going to do it, I think they need to take a page out of the Lucha Underground book Mm -hmm. and and do this trios thing right. Yeah. You know, and and have organized that. But again, you know, right now, AEW is being accused of having so many championships. Do we need more belts? I don't know. I mean, they got the two two men's main tags, right? And women's mm-hmm. too. No, they don't have. No, they don't have. In my opinion, you. I mean, you know, maybe that's the end of next year. But I think if you're going to keep doing, like, literally, this is a consistent thing with AEW. It's always going to be a trio match in the sheet on the show. Sure. So, sure. and you got the you got the um, the Blackpool Combat Club, which is. Oh, I mean, love that. I'm buying some merch with that. that. I'm buying that merch, by the way. Yeah, I, I'm going to tell you what's complicating things for them, though, and mm-hmm. I know we'll hit this at some point. If if not on this show, another one. Mm-hmm. What's complicating things for them right now is Ring of Honor. Yeah, you you cannot have all of these Ring of Honor championships on your television screen if not expect people to get confused. Mm. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, and we'll get to that when we get to Rampage and Battle of Belts and that stuff. But yeah, yeah, it it's it ends up being to the because remember, yeah, there are you know hardcore viewers who watch you, know, but a lot of them don't know about Ring of Honor. True, and they're like, why and is so this title how do you, yeah. yeah, how do you differentiate, you know, to make it, there has to be one world champion. Mm-hmm. And so the idea that you're bringing in another world champion, which world championship holds the most weight? Mm, for the casuals, yeah, casuals. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. Well, we'll hop over to AEW Tag Team Championship match, Jurassic Express versus Red Dragon. I'm sorry, bro. Jurassic Express got a... a I love them as a I love them as a group. Mm-hmm. I'm cool with them not having the tag titles. I'm good for this run. I'm like it's good, it's okay. They do great <laughs> matches, but ah, oh, it's 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 running it's running me thin at this point. What about your thoughts? Uh, you know, I'm I'm a massive Red Dragon fan. Uh, Undisputed Era, Undisputed Elite, whatever you call them. I'm a massive fan of theirs. Part of me still feels like this Jurassic Express team is thrown together, Mm -hmm. right? And what's even more interesting to me is it's very clear who the star of this team is. That's Jungle Boy. It is super, it's almost overly clear. (laughs) You know, it's just kind of like, you know, he comes in, does all of the amazing moves, he lasts the longest, and then here comes the the big dumb muscle. That Mm -hmm. sounded cruel, right? But I mean, like, that's, that's the thing. And so that, that dynamic is only going to last so long because this, it feels like this entire tag team championship run is designed to allow jungle boy to become the breakout star. Mm, you're That's right. what this feels like. So. Whew, yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. It, it's so, so mm-hmm. interesting. So let's hop over here to Rampage. We'll we'll kind of blitzkrieg yeah. this a little bit here, but sure, we had quite sure. a, quite. It's not a much on Rampage anyway, but <laughs> but we have Blackpool <laughs> Combat Club with the new star. I mean the 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 uh, Wheeler Yuta versus the Gun Club. I mean 
obviously gun club is still ha- i mean they're young they aren't uh you know they're they're getting it's good that they're they're, they're rotating them in um and we got Wheeler Yuta as the uh, he's the pure champion so what's your thoughts i love the combat pool club Wheeler Yuta is a star people were cheering him on this is AEW does know how to elevate people when they want to. They really know how to make a star like the Dante Martins, the Wheeler Uters, they, uh, mm-hmm. the Jay Cargills. They, as much, say what you want. When they really want to build someone and really put the the uh, uh, the the, the, uh, the battery in someone's back or the the rocket on someone, even with mm-hmm. um, even with the whole MJF versus um, damn, I'm getting old. Uh, <laughs> My boy, uh, big big muscle from uh, Ohio, uh, Cleveland, Wardlow. Wardlow. They they know how to yeah. do this. And uh, what's your thoughts on this match? Uh, you know, I I love this match. I love seeing Willer Yuta with with uh, the club here. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, again, you know, once one day we'll talk match of the year for this year, and when we do, we have to talk about that match with Wheeler Yuta and John Moxley. Ooh, so it, much blood. It, so much it, blood. Oh. Blood, but it was heart. Yeah. It was emotion. Mm-hmm. It was Wheeler Yuta would not die. <laughs> I mean, like it was just. It was one of those things where it was like you had to cheer him. Yeah. By the time this match was over, because it was supposed to be just a basic thing where John Moxley went to the foregone conclusion, mm-hmm. and then you're watching this and you're like, wait a minute, mm-hmm. what's happening here? So to see this, uh, this tandem. Is, is amazing. I love them. Um, great way to start off Rampage, for sure. And again, you're right. They built another star, mm-hmm. which is another important thing that they have to do to be able to continue to thrive. Oh, yeah. And to my knowledge, isn't Yuta an, uh, of Asian descent? I believe so. Okay. I have to double check that. Let me double check so, that, yeah. But, yeah. I, I, yeah, and we need representation. There's not, there's not a lot of Asian-American men. And, and like, yeah, there's, there's a good, there's some, but there's, like, they don't get a lot of TV time. And sure. um, I, I love my Asian brothers, especially when we have had, you know, situations where, you know, stop Asian hate. We've got these, these there's the shooting in, in Brooklyn on the train. You know, mm-hmm. we need representation of of uh, uh, of men like Wheeler Yuta, who is uh, you know we need more representation and not to put them in these weird uh, you know racially specific. And it's like sure. he just we accept him as who he is, and we right. appreciate him for him as a human being. He happens to be of I think he is of Asian descent, and mm-hmm. um, and we just go from there. So that's the thing, yeah. man. I, I want uh, he, I think he's Asian American. But uh, so yeah, so that was dope. I love it. Uh, again, uh, like you said, he hit the pure championship, which is weird. He's he's on AEW, but he has the Ring of Honor title. It's interesting. But hey, he's a star, and it, it elevates him. And are they going to continue to do this hybrid thing? We don't know. Maybe they're just trying to elevate the brand and bring some life into it, and then they're going to maybe give him some well, TV. I'll just say this: I mm-hmm. think you know they're going to have to. They being Tony Khan is going to have to. Figure out a plan, and maybe that's his big announcement this Wednesday. I, side note, I shouldn't say this publicly, but I'm, I, I kind of am over the overhyping of the next big announcement <laughs> yeah, he from Tony Khan. Yeah. It, it, it just becomes much. Like, we have enough reasons to tune in right now. Mm-hmm. Just come on and give us a big announcement. Don't even announce that you're going to do it. Mm-hmm. Come on and do it, and now it's big because I'm like, what other big thing could you possibly do? Mm-hmm. Like, what what else is there? With that said, I hope that this big announcement is a TV deal for Ring of Honor. Yeah. Because I think it is diluting and cheapening the Ring of Honor brand 
to continue to have them on AEW television. Mm-hmm. It, it, it just does. I, to me, that was the, the other crazy thing about we're defending the Ring of Honor TV title on AEW television. Where's the TV for Ring of Honor? Yeah. <laughs> like that, that, that just doesn't make sense. We're defending the Ring of Honor World Championship on AEW television. Where's the TV deal for Ring of Honor? That was always the missing piece for Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. So I need his next big announcement to be a TV deal for Ring of Honor. Yeah. And if it ends up on TBS or TNT or some member of that family, fantastic. That's the win. So they can go on and be their own separate entity. And maybe we see them collide at some big, large card somewhere. But this constant putting, yeah, that's not good. It's not good for Ring of Honor. Yeah. And and the thing about that is, yeah, I hope they do get a TV deal. Um, some of these people are going to, and so weird because Yuta is pure champion. So he's on AEW television. It's like, mm-hmm. you can't, are you going to keep having these people pop back and in from other to other? Or are you going to have to have a, you're going to have to have a separate roster. I but, mean, yeah. 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 So it's it's so interesting. It's the most fascinating thing I've ever seen. So we'll see. But but this is why I wish he hadn't have announced it. Yeah. Like this is what wisdom says. Announce this stuff. Have a game plan mm-hmm. because he it's like he bought it that day and had to tell the world. Mm-hmm. Well, no. Why don't you sit down, map this thing out? Because there's a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. Personnel. So who ends up, do you keep the Ring of Honor commentary team Mm -hmm. to do this? Or was that just a one and done deal? And all the ring, because if all the Ring of Honor folks end up on AEW television, what happens to their commentators? Mm -hmm. What happens to, you know, their camera people? I'll tell you what I thought was interesting Mm -hmm. about Supercard of Honor. Did you notice that outside of Jonathan Gresham, everybody else who won a title was an AEW person? Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is basically a WWE takeover. Mm-hmm. Got it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then oh, I think, okay. it's, so they're going to make, maybe the Rampage second hour will be Rampage, Rampage second hour will be, eight, uh, you know, Ring of Honor. No, they don't, they don't need to add a second hour to Rampage. Absolutely <laughs> not. I don't think so either. Yeah, I agree. Um, they need to give Ring of Honor its own TV deal. That's what I'm gonna. I would watch it. Net, net, I'm gonna be honest with you. Yes, as much as this is weird and stuff, this has brought like yes. I think you know. Okay, I, I get what you're saying. This two sword cuts two ways, right? It's nice to at least get some people on the TV, so people are like okay, I can I can appreciate these these names. Sure, but yeah, but you said they gotta hurry up and quickness in a the hurry. They need to go ahead and get that TV because I'm gonna watch they it. If, do. if they put it on a separate TV channel or if it's directed mm-hmm. HBO streaming or whatever right. streaming deal, bro, I'm watching. I'm yeah. watching. Now, now you just mentioned something that, that made me think. Mm-hmm. Perhaps, and I'm okay with this, mm-hmm. perhaps the reason we've been seeing so much Ring of Honor talent on AEW is to introduce the AEW fans to this talent, to this brand, mm-hmm. so that when you have a television deal, that they'll go over there because they're familiar with this. Because this is the thing we keep forgetting. Ring of Honor... You could not catch it regularly on television. That's true. Because they were a syndicated crew. Mm-hmm. So because their TV was syndicated, most people couldn't tell you what was happening with Ring of Honor storyline. Mm-hmm. They couldn't. So that's why, you know, they won't, that's why people would get confused when they see these Ring of Honor folks 
on AEW television because where can they go to reference this? Mm-hmm. So how do they know who was who in the zoo? They don't know. Do they do an exclusive? They do. A, so basically, the only thing I can see this, I just don't know about live television. But what I could see is them producing it right and doing it directly to HBO Max. And on a weekly basis, it's always updated and everything. And um, but then, then my question is, huh? How would yeah? Here's, here's the problem yeah, with that. Yeah, it, 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 it sounds good in theory, mm-hmm. but I think they have to be on cable television. Mm-hmm. It was the thing that Ring of Honor was consistently missing. Ring of Honor was, had a syndicated TV deal in hundreds of markets, mm-hmm. but because they were coming on at different times, you couldn't galvanize people at that one particular time slot, then people weren't watching. Here's, here's proof that a streaming deal alone doesn't work. Mm. How much do you know about NXT UK? Yeah, not much. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. NXT UK religiously debuts 3 p.m. Eastern on Thursday afternoons mm. on, the, on now Peacock. Mm-hmm. Major streaming platform, but because it's not on a regular television spot, Mm-hmm. people aren't going to go watch it regularly and if they do it's like well i don't want spoilers so then don't you do a ring of honor because because wwe has a reg, like a regular like regular tv without cable like not on cable what if uh ring of honor somehow tony gets a deal with a whether that's fox or a, he's got because because something, so something on AEW has got to be on regular TV to get more audience. Because the cable audience, we know a lot of people have cable and streaming now. And that's true. But somehow, because they've already had a deal with, they technically weren't on multiple stations in different states. Do you think that Ring of Honor ends up on regular television? No way. No way? He's going to no have way. to be on cable? Here's, here's why. Because mm-hmm. if Ring of Honor strikes a deal with one of the major networks, that's going to be worth more money than an AEW deal. Mm. And think about this. Here's proof. WWE proved it. The Fox deal is worth more than the USA deal. Mm. The Fox deal is a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. So, you know, with that being the case, now you're looking at, and that's why all of the stuff shifted to SmackDown. Mm. That's why SmackDown became the A show. And they put, you know, Brock Lesnar was on there and Roman Reigns and all of the big time opening and all that stuff mm-hmm. on that because that's where the money resides. Mm-hmm. You cannot buy Ring of Honor mm-hmm. and put them on a better network than your baby <laughs> AEW. That's true. You will have a riot. Plus, Ring of Honor doesn't have the star power mm-hmm. to be supported by a Fox or an NBC or an mm, ABC. The, right. the, the key here is this. I think TNT, TBS, they're great cable networks. Like they're massive cable networks. They're doing big numbers on there, right? Mm-hmm. I think they need, they being Ring of Honor, they need a deal on cable television, on a network that we can all find and that we can all watch at a decent time slot. Uh, That's what they need. Because isn't True TV part of the TNT family? It is. And if they get nailed on True TV, that's a bad look. (laughs) (laughs) It's a bad look. Think think about it. Think about all the deals that Impact has. Impact's been on six different cable networks and you couldn't find five of them. True. Okay. So it's got to be on TNT or TBS. 
I think so. I'm just worried about this, the whole purchase of, 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 of Warner Media purchasing Discovery, and then they got new leadership. It's like, do you put them... Well, here's the thing. Even, yeah. even if they go on Discovery, right? <laughs> Which it's like Discovery. Yeah. Well, think about this. WWE was on sci-fi. SmackDown was on sci-fi for years. Yeah. And it worked mm-hmm. because of the talent of WWE. I, I think it, this is going to be an interesting deal to finesse for Ring of Honor. Wait, where do they go? Um, where do you want them to see? What, what network do you want to see them on personally? Well, here, here's the tough part. Like, obviously, it'd be, uh, you know, TNT or TBS. But I think we have to acknowledge a couple of things. If it happens on TV, TBS or TNT, it might confuse the viewers. Mm-hmm. Because networks, you, you don't have very many networks that are not sports networks that will carry multiple wrestling promotions. Yeah. So that'll be a little weird. So it's probably going to be different than TNT or TBS. Mm -hmm. It needs to be a prominent part of their family. I don't know which part of that family it is. Um, But yeah, I I don't know. Let's see here. Mm. Yeah, it's like, where do you put them? Put them on HBO? Like just like as a specialized show, like an hour on HBO? Um, See, here's the problem with HBO. The problem with HBO is it becomes a paid subscription. Ah, very true. Very and if true. It's a, and if it's part of a paid subscription, that is not attractive to people. So it's so weird. It's such a it's a limbo. Like whatever Tony does, mm-hmm. it's going to be amazing. Whatever he does with the Ring of Honor and figuring out and get him on, it's going to be an act of God to get him on somehow. It's going to be interesting because well, here's the thing. I think what he's done with. AEW is giving him great leverage mm-hmm. for what he wants to do within the Turner family, which only seems to make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think he's done great numbers with them. The crazy part is, I mean, you, you got True TV, right? Which I just, I'm like, eh. But here's the flip side. The flip side is Ring of Honor's never been on cable television. Mm-hmm. So if they end up on True TV, it's not the end of the world. Mm-hmm. At, at least more house. Well, let's, let's look at it this way. True TV was good enough to house some of March Madness. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's not the end of the world. Yeah. So that's what I said. That's why I think True TV. If anything, it probably would. I mean, but you said, but it still is like True TV. It's like ah, like yeah. Uh, but but I but it, but that's better than some of the networks that. Impact was on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, I, I think it's gonna have to be on True TV, bro. That's that's my. Yeah, I, I think I think that that'll be it, unless they land a deal with with some other entity. Yeah, time will tell. Whew. Well, we shall see, yeah. big dog. All right. Well, we shall. We're gonna hop over to the bu- the butcher versus Jobber. Let's just skip over that. The butcher that's, <laughs> that's meant to build him build him up, which is cool. Sure. Uh, sure. And he looks amazing. So him and Wardlow gonna go gonna beat the hell out of each other soon. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Ruby Soho versus Robin Renegade. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about this real quick. I do like the chicanery of Robin because she's a mm-hmm. part of, she's she's a twin with her sister. Yeah. I yes. love the fact that they um were going in and out the ring. That was funny. That was pretty good. But again, mm-hmm. Ruby Soho like <sighs> sometimes it's just not as smooth as I would like for her to be a person who's on major television. Hmm. Hmm. So, mm. I still love her. I still want to see her grow, 
But it's like, when are we going to get you to a point where you're a little bit more smoother? You know, it's interesting in a space like that. I think Soho, uh, the first mistake they made with her was putting her pretty much first match in for the championship. Yeah. I never like when they do that because if you don't win the title, where do you go from there? Mm -hmm. Um, The other side of it is the Renegade Twins um, uh, have done some great work. They've been in Mission Pro recently with Thunder Rosa, um, doing great work at the Nightmare Factory as well. I've called some matches for them really amazing young ladies and um you know they're still still new relatively speaking but they're great i love what they're doing um so i think this is just kind of a super experienced person with someone not as experienced though i will tell you at one point they had me believing that renegade could win this match yeah and at that point that's when you go they got you mm-hmm. they got you so I enjoyed this. I, you know, again, I got a soft spot for the Renegade Twins. They're great young ladies, um, and uh, I'm glad that they got this opportunity. And I think them getting this opportunity on Rampage means we're going to see them more, and that's a good thing. Definitely, definitely. Um, I, I, I like them a lot, and like you said, they they, they really did. I just I, I want to see Ruby just shoot off like a rocket. And I'm waiting for that to happen, and maybe we just got to be we be just spend time and take our time, and hopefully, yeah, yeah. I think we got to be patient with this because the the division is growing, and there's a lot of folks who they want to elevate right now, and it's crowded at the top. Yeah, it is, and that's a good thing. It's mm-hmm. a good problem to have. Yeah, it is. It is. All right, so then we have that's oh Adam Page versus Adam Cole. Man, they just keep doing these Texas title death. <laughs> I, I'm all texted. I'm all Texas out, man. I, I had, I had, I had Texas Roadhouse. I'm good. I'm texted out, man. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> um, yeah. This thought. match, first of all, probably the most brutal AEW title match we've seen on on free television. Which is a lot. Um, that's, that's saying a lot. That is saying a lot. Um, there have been people who who talked about this rather controversial spot. Mm-hmm. where uh, Hangman had the barbed wire and put it into somewhat of a crown of thorns and put it on the head of Adam Ooh, Cole. That was rough. And to do that on Good Friday, I'm like, do we have to do that? Mm-hmm. Like, I just think, you know, there are certain things you just kind of stay away from. You know, I, I remember, you know, one of the reasons Kurt, matter of fact, the reason Kurt Angle didn't sign with ECW is because they did a whole crucifixion angle. Mm-hmm. And they had, you know, a Sandman literally tied to a cross with a crown of thorns on him. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I just think those kinds of things aren't necessary to tell the story. They, at that point in, in this match, had already been very, very far into the match. Yeah. So it was one of those things that was unnecessary to do. And I don't know what they were attempting to do. Like, what was the point of that on Good Friday? Mm. No one. Like, I'm just like, okay, you're live. Why are we doing this? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I didn't particularly care for that. Uh, and the match didn't need it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think it's building Hangman Adam Page as a world champion, which I think is cool. Um, I just think 
we got to be careful of unnecessary things. Like they've got enough things going on that are talking points. They don't need that. Yeah. Just my two cents. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, just, yeah, I'm good. I mean, at this point, you know, I guess Hangman's going to get a title. He's going to win it at at a pay-per-view at some point. So, um, you know, they're going to keep building this. And and Adam Cole is, is, I think in some ways, despite as much as we've built up um, Hangman Adam Page, still, it seems just from audience reaction, well, it's pretty equal. I mm-hmm. think it's pretty equal. So, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah. I, th- I think Adam Cole is going to be a, a great mega heel when he wins the title. So, oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Triple H level, in my opinion. So, yeah. I agree. So now we're going to hop over real quick because, you guys, we, this is the longest episode I've ever done. <laughs> what in good. the world? Yeah, which is dope. <laughs> it wasn't which the is, plan, but it's all good. We're egg, rolling. Yeah, we be getting it, baby. We be, we be doing yeah. it. So yeah. we want to talk about uh, the Battle of Zed Belts. Um, uh-huh. So let me go here. I'm going to go into my Battle of Belts, which is dope. Uh, I like that they do it. It's, it's one of those things, though, where not everybody, you know, not everyone's going to lose. And I'm glad that someone did lose, but it's just like sometimes you watch, it's like, all right, no one's going to lose a belt. It just happens to be mm-hmm. a battle of the belt. But, um, your opinion about the Scorpio Sky and Sammy Gadavara match? The the guy is consistently getting heat. Sammy's insufferable. Him and Ty Conti are so annoying. They're so they're beautiful people. That's part of the mm-hmm. reason why I hate them. Um, <laughs> I want to be as beautiful as them. But uh, Scorpio <laughs> dropping the title to Sammy Guevara, like what? This, that's yeah. a pretty short title reign. What's your thoughts? It it is a short title reign. I'm not surprised by it. I'm surprised, honestly, it lasted as long as it did. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think there are a couple of things at work here. I think you you nailed it when you said that you know kind of uh, Guevara and his girlfriend are a bit un- insufferable. Um, what's interesting is the crowd reaction. Mm-hmm. That was very interesting. It seemed as though. Sammy had been over all this time, but when he got to that Texas crowd, Mm -hmm. they didn't like him. Mm -hmm. They didn't like him at all. And by the end of the match with the low blow and then that over-the-top kiss that they did at the end, um, it really, you could tell there's another story being told here, and that is it feels like Sammy Guevara could be making a turn right now. Mm -hmm. And, um, And I think, I don't think that's a bad thing. Um, a heel champ isn't a bad thing at all. I just don't think, you know, in terms of Scorpio Sky, I, the interest just isn't there. I don't know what he's going to have to do to he's make us interested. have to do a full rebrand. Like, yeah, I, you know, I, certainly being, I think they tried to get him heat by putting him with, you know, America's top team. That just didn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, be, be, and here's why it didn't work. You can't take an MMA guy who hires MMA people and put these just two random wrestlers with them. Mm-hmm. Like, it just doesn't feel like that's a, a thing that fits. I don't know what he needs to do um, to make us really care about him. But, yeah, this this was not a memorable title reign, unfortunately. And I think Sammy and uh, Ty Conti have much more interest in them than Scorpio and America's top team. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. So, yeah, I mean, drops the title, pretty short reign, but we'll see what happens. We got Jonathan Gresham versus Dalton Castle, Ring of Honor World Championship. What an interesting 
character Dalton Castle is. I love I love the whole presentation. I love how the the man guys, whatever he calls them, were, yeah, the boys, the boys were running around the mm-hmm. ring like when Jonathan went out the ring, and, and it was kind of comedic. Yeah. It was very yeah. comedic. And Jonathan Gresham, obviously one of the best wrestlers on the damn planet, mm-hmm. doing his thing. Great match, great physicality, great storytelling, uh, and, and humor involved. All those things. I love Jonathan yeah. Gresham. Do you think he would? I know he loves Ring of Honor. He he, he and even I've heard in, in, in episodes he wanted to bring the honor back. He wanted to bring the prestige back to the Ring of Honor World Championship. Do you think he's yeah. better suited for AEW? Do you think he's right where he needs to be at being the flagship guy, the basically the the um, the franchise for the Ring of Honor? What do you think? I think he absolutely deserves to be the franchise of Ring of Honor. I think for all of the work that he's done, he deserves to be the world champion on a nationally televised show. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what he brings to the table is great for the brand of Ring of Honor. And I think this match was a great picture of what Ring of Honor does and why people should watch Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. So I, I totally think, you know, let's let's not let him get lost in AEW. AEW right now is top-heavy enough with stars um, let Jonathan Gresham last in his own world with great wrestlers in Ring of Honor um, and get a chance to really be a world champion. He's, he's been defending the title while Ring of Honor is on hiatus. He has been Ring of Honor. You know, he deserves that opportunity to, to be the world champion and help build this brand. He totally deserves that. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah, man. So, um, then we had Thunder Rosa versus Nyla Rose. No doubt a great match as usual. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, Nyla Rose is always going to be the top of the card. No, no doubt one of the best physically imposing. Again, I love Thunder Rosa. I love the title. I love, oh, her outfit looked amazing. I was like, all right, Thunder Rosa, mm-hmm. okay. Get it, girl. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, yeah. <laughs> she finding a lot. She's low key finding in a lot. I think a lot of people because of the the, the um, paint don't understand how beautiful it is she is. Oh yeah. But yeah, she's yeah. just as beautiful as a person as she is physically, and which is dope. Totally. Great match, totally. physical. Um, and I'm glad that Thunder Rosa won because I just at this point Nyla is always going to be perennially at the top. And there's no necessary need for her to be a t- a champion. I think give Thunder Rosa the title for quite a few months. Yeah. I think Thunder Rosa has earned a a lengthy title shot Mm or title uh, reign. She definitely has. And so I love seeing her, you know, really get to walk this title reign out. And so I thought it was a strong match for her against Nyla. It Mm -hmm. gave her a great opportunity to show how great she is. And again, she is helping to elevate uh, the cachet of women's wrestling in AEW. And that's what your champion is supposed to do. Uh, No doubt. No doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Thunder Rosa, just one of the most deserving people in the roster. So totally. a lot of wrestling this week, a lot of stuff going on. Mr. Bonner, so and uh, so happy to have you on. Um, Thank you. We will be at an event next week. Talk about uh, some things where they can follow you at, where they can um, support, you know, where, where they can support you uh, before, so as we finish up. Absolutely. You can follow me uh, at Bonnerfied on all the socials. Uh, I've got a great podcast called The Faction, which you can follow us on uh, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at The Faction Show. You can subscribe to that podcast on uh, Spotify and Apple and Google and all of those spaces. Uh, and of course, rolling with FHW, some great things happening there, including uh, we've got some t-shirts that I'm actually on merch, believe it or not, uh, which is cool. So you can go to Pro Wrestling Tees 
wrestlingtees.com slash S H W pod. Again, um, pro wrestling tees.com slash S H W pod and get, uh, the t-shirts there from our podcast, which is just awesome. And yeah, it's great, great stuff. So those are all the ways you can check us out. Appreciate I love it. it. I love it. Yeah. Guys, yeah. thanks for coming on Wrestling Wild Black. Follow, send, subscribe, share. Do the business for us, baby. Do some footwork. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because uh, we will be at Vendetta, uh, the battleground, and uh, and mm-hmm. the ATL, and we're going to be um, supporting that. I'm trying to still trying to figure out what I'm going to wear because you know if you're doing a hip hop event, you're going to have to be fly. So I'm gonna work on something. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure <laughs> out what I'm wear, but uh, it'll be good. Just be no. you. You'll be fine. <laughs> You'll be fine. I, yeah, 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 yeah. I was gonna um, maybe buy some Louis Vuitton, but now I'm gonna hold off. So <laughs> yeah. So guys, thanks for coming on Wrestling Wild Black. Peace. Hands up with the